There's no rice paper. They somehow find a brush, no ink. They save the toilet paper. So we, we use water. They teach us how to write. So that's how I learned first my art lessons. Hello and welcome to AI, Arts In, the podcast produced by Creative Canellas. I'm Barbara St. Clair, your host, and I am here with Kirk Kiwang, who is an artist, a professor. He works in painting, sculpture, installations, just an amazing creative being. So Kirk, welcome. So glad to have you here. Thank you, Barbara. So glad to be here. I was trained very realistically when I was in China because when we went to art school, it's very traditional and classic. And of course, the ideology, because the old regime, art served for the working class. And working class, usually they do not have much education, so they cannot appreciate abstract work. Mm -hmm. More like realistic, so they can see, oh, that's the bird. So all the art school has a lot of realistic work called socialist realism. Right, right. Right. And I really first time encounter abstraction when I was here. Mm-hmm. And of course, in the 80s, that's the time where it's sort of end of the uh, abstract expressionism. But school is still practice. So you know, the professor says, OK, so we know you can paint. Could you just abandon what you have and start to abstraction? So I thought, well, I'll give it a try. And, and my thesis show actually here, my second MFA here, pretty much abstract work. But then... Time goes, you know, I'm still wandering from figurative to abstract. But then when I was in Cuba, I don't know, a few years ago, there's a criticism about abstraction. A lot of young people do not know the origin idea of what abstraction, like Kandinsky, like early generations, just a copy because it sells well, it's colorful. So I thought maybe I should make a piece as a critique of abstract work. So my strategy is... uh, I try to make abstract work. So the colorful, beautiful, abstract, they're, they're large, they're huge paintings, or textured media, you know, all those with abstraction. Inspired by when I was in Cuba, beautiful beaches, very nice, gorgeous beaches. But the problem is the beaches are not clean. Uh-huh. So beautiful beaches, sand and everything, but it's very colorful. Uh, so that's why from distance, it looks like all oh, these colors, what's going on? So we went there, all the debris, oh. uh, clothes, shoes, a lot of drug bottles, all coming from America. <laughs> a lot of, oh so because they, they, they don't have the resources to clean it, but it's beautiful, mm. you know, from distance. And then I thought about how can we turn around, make that abstract is not just for the form, purity of the lofty color design or or other things, also have a social content to it. That also make me interested in like debris, Mm -hmm. like disasters. And also at the time, uh, Japan has a tsunami, Mm. also had a debris. Of course, uh, 911, when the towers goes down, all these debris, and that also looks abstract, maybe very colorful, but, but also, has a content, social content right, to it. Right. What about I make a, make paintings or series which looks abstract from the distance, but you read the labels and then you know that it's not abstract, that has a social content. Right, you right. either make a comment or tell a story. So I, I was joking, I'm changing from my socialist realism become social abstraction. 
we have、uh, immigration issues, migrant issues,、mm-hmm. and as a, a new immigrant, yeah, I'm a U.S. citizen, of course, but I'm also a first generation of immigrants, so I want to deal with that issue too. So what I did is I、uh, made a call on、uh, social media, ask if you know of immigrants, if you are the immigrants, please donate. Your clothes、oh, to、hey. me to my studio because my studio is right on the street. You can just leave outside. Sort of like clash, of course, inspired by Matisse, other、uh, Asian paper cuts. But at the same time, all those clothing are、uh, recycled. Well, I、um, just have to stop you just for、okay. one second because you're holding up really beautiful. Your photographs of, of what's going to clearly be very beautiful paintings. They have incredible depth of color and vibrancy, and a lot of texture and a lot of images. And you know, we will have them up on the website for people to see. But they are incredibly high impact. Thank you. I think a lot of people, when they hear the word abstract. Might not get a picture in their minds of what you're showing because it is collage in its feel anyway.、Yes. But it also is,、uh, in a weird way, it reads very figuratively to me, it, even it, well, though it's abstract. You know, right? right.、Uh, maybe because I'm using clothing, which、mm-hmm. is also lead to insulation. Because as my、uh, website by by statement,、uh, I usually use content to decide. What kind of media I use? As art professor, I I I know all these tricks and, and everything: photography, video,、uh, painting, sculpture, electronic sensor. Because I have to teach my students. But for my own work, my MFA is in painting. But I don't want to just stick with painting. So I decide if I see what the content is. Then I choose what kind of media、okay. I can use: video, I can use photography, or I use painting. This series I call Human Skin. Human Skin. So you're showing an installation. Installation. This painting, and then、yeah. there's some things that are hanging, and then on the floor. That's yes. So when I was getting these donations from immigrants, you know, in our concept, like immigrants, they're poor. You know, they just came here. They don't have resources. Take whatever the job they could. But I was surprised when I look at these clothing. They are very expensive. Fashion almost like coming from like Fifth Avenue, like like、wow. labels. Like then I got a clue. Somebody who's wealthy, non-immigrants living a good life, and donate this to a thrift store, and these migrants bought them and wear them. Right. Then that made me thinking the clothes itself, because the clothes has experienced many different life、right. in different social environment. Right. From right. wealthy. To poor, from American to whoever that person coming from, then of course my Asian philosophy,、uh, you know, we are wearing the clothes, but if we put the chi into clothes, so the clothes become our skin,、mm-hmm. because if we have a, you know, skin is hollowed, but if you put a chi energy, they'll be alive.、Mm-hmm. So with that concept, I、uh, somehow make that clothes into. Heart shape,、mm-hmm. and then I of course I put the lights inside, and then I carve the、um, zodiac, you know Chinese twelve、mm-hmm. animals to carve on these lights, and of course、uh, each painting like this is green. I have a green series like lan- lanterns or like a festival lanterns. I put a sensor to these lights, so if if you go to the museum, this is dark.、Mm-hmm. If there's nobody around,、mm-hmm. only the paintings lit up. But when you get closer, I have a sensor. Can sensor your motion and temperature. It will glow, 
And then there's the earphones. So each person, the clothes, I'm looking at it by the character of the clothes. So I sort of create a story, a young lady coming from Shanghai or Singapore or Hong Kong, you know, as an immigrant, a wealthy immigrant. So I will have these like fancy restaurant, whatever, or somebody from a working class in South America or whoever that before. So I make a record sound story. Basically, I just sample like dining in the restaurant, uh, police, you know, sirens activities or whatever, or a mother that's other children's here, uh, like yelling uh, in English or in other foreign language. Um, so this become each one a person. Mm -hmm. If you listen, you will listen through the journey through that experience. That clothes, that skin mm -hmm. has been carried through. Humor. there, right? I think that's important. We, we, we lack of that. Every both sides, we're too serious. We are people, humans. So a little, little humor, I think. I mean, I think yeah. somebody might go into this and at some point they might cry, but at other points they might laugh, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. It makes your brain go in different ways. You know, uh, it's, it's very unexpected. It's yeah, like, I think most of my show is kind of either sad or scary, a little humor go with it, but with, always with a some kind of socio-political kind of thing. Right. In the, even maybe look like abstract, colorful paintings. So quick, our center is gone, which is such a nice place for artists hanging around. And I was invited to do a show. Then I decide this time I want to do a show about environment. So this one, it was very quick because somebody couldn't do the show. So the, the curator said, could you do a show? That gave me a huge space and I feel it. I was working on a series about human consuming uh, food, nature, natural resources. They are insulation works, soft sculpture. The concept is called a last meal. And then I choose 200, I made 200 sculptures, which is basically I'm using children's toy blankets each one has like a dog with like a D letter, cat like a C, or tiger with a T, something like those. So I choose 200 of them on each side. Basically, I, I think it's coming back to some Japanese, Asian kind of concept. It's like, if I can't win the war, I will commit suicide. Mm. So basically, what I try to do is all the animals from the natural world stage a suicide, last meal for humans. So this is our last meal. You so, eat it, we'll be gone. No more, we die, you don't have food anymore. So that's the concept. Whoa. So it's like very, like, so it sounds like some, some ancient Japanese uh, uh, novels. Retribution. Um, right. In the middle is the, uh, the mandala, you know, like Tibetan mandala. And on top of that is a ring of dumplings, Chinese dumplings are made of, of course, uh, symbolic with uh, clay, ceramics. And in the middle is a video of cooking the dumpling, cooking the meat. And then I have another video. I was at Grand Canyon. I, I went there, I brought plastic toys of dinosaurs, of all these wild animals, made in China, of course, and then bring to the top of the Grand Canyon on Yellowstone. I did like a performance piece, video. So I sort of 
temporarily bury that in there because those places, that's the way you discover real dinosaurs. But many years from now, you're not going to find any more dinosaurs. You'll find a lot of toys made up, plastic toys made from China and about nature because we don't have nature anymore. So that's the video playing in the background. I also put another contents to it. They're puzzles, word puzzles, like on the newspaper. So I made it like a puzzle. When you walk in, you should see uh, these kind of puzzle words. One side says, the goodness of consuming meat because we have to live nutritious and never survive, whatever. And the other one was the negative, the positive and the negative of, of both. So you can walk in, you can find, you'll find a letter, different letters, eventually you'll find the words. So this interactive, conceptual installation called Last wow. Meal. So that was in Salt Creek. But visually, I also like just color, and I always enjoy color. So like, I like lots of stuff, layers, all this stuff together. Well, these are amazing. Um, you know, it's so much creativity and so much energy. Yeah, I like insulation. Insulation, one is you bypass the commercial side. Because as artists, we have to survive. Right. You know, we have to think about the sale of the work. When you make the work, then you sometimes have to think about, can I sell? Can I pass the director, curator for the show, whatever? Uh, insulation usually bypass. Usually insulation is like writing an ethic. So you have an argument, then use your work mm-hmm. to support the argument. Of course, art is not literal. And so you sort of give a hint, make people to think about it. This is a couple years ago at Forest State College Gallery called Human Tide. The gallery was peach black, but the more people, more activity, the brighter red. Like during the gallery openings, because a lot of people there, but otherwise less people in there, it's getting darker. Humans bring the energy to our society, more interaction, more engagement. I brought tons of sand, I covered the whole gallery floor with sand, like the beaches. And then I made sandals, so an audience coming in, take the shoes off and change to the sandals like Asian culture do. But on the back side of the sandal, I carved English and the Chinese letters. So when they walk on the sand, they will leave a language, both in English and Chinese. The idea is like, we come in the world, we all come, we left our footprints. Mm. And coming in, go, the environment, the beach is still here. 300 years ago, Indian tribes were staying on St. Pete Beach, Glenwater Beach. Now we are here. 300 years later, somebody else will be there. But whoever goes will leave our impacts culturally as a human. Right. So that's the idea. That's the human tide will come in and come human and go. Tide. And also, when people walk on the sand, just like we go to any beaches, they create a sort of language. Sometimes it makes sense, sometimes they don't. Just like if you go to the beach, you see all international people, all kinds of language at the Clearwater Beach. And sometimes makes sense, sometimes confrontations. That's the idea. Then there's video here. The of course, the beach, the whole wall. And I also, I carved a lot of Chinese words. Then, of course, kids love this. You know, on the beach, they, they, they hunt for like trophies yeah, and, yeah. You know, or medals. So I buried Chinese words inside the sand. So you had to go to find it. That's the kids discover. Then on the wall 
it actually translates. So you can see the Chinese words, pick up whatever the trophy you have, and then you can find what, oh. what, what, what you have encountered. Ah. And then on that video of basically that just recorded like Clearwater Beach, you know, there's a string of letters through the waves. There's half in English, half in Chinese, but it sounds like very strange, sometimes even absurd. This is actually the Bible Genesis. Hmm. But I carve part of the Genesis, I take the words out, replace into Chinese. So only people who can read Chinese and English, like me, will see that as, oh, that's a Genesis. So right, everyone knows right. that. If you do only Chinese, if you're only American, right. you will find so troubling with this text. But actually, everyone knows the text. So that's sort of like also culture misunderstanding that caused this things happen in our society just because we do not understand each other because we do not understand then we have the fear if we do know others language we know we are talking about the same thing the theme going through all of this is sort of relationship between fear and joy and you know, between being able to communicate and not being able to communicate, the human condition, it's very much a point of focus for you as an artist. Yeah, I, I think so. And I'm always have the fears, personally. I, I never make happy paintings. Actually, I'm happily married. I have two beautiful two daughters. But somehow, as an artist, when I start to create or write, I always like feel like my work has kind of fear in there, worry. Uh, I just always feel like something gonna happen to to the world or to me and the disaster even i have like great time win the award do a big show but back to my car i have this fear so i think that has somehow reflecting my work suicide bomb and everything but at the same time i also make humor going with it since we're looking at photographs of your work you know which is always a really different thing than actually experiencing the work but I'm putting the beauty that I'm seeing in the depth and then I'm listening to how you're describing it. And there's this incredible joyousness. I mean, you're sitting across from me and you seem like a, a very joyous person. You came from a very, what I would have to describe as catastrophic youth. Your family was uh, involved in the Cultural Revolution. and I was growing up in a labor camp. That's all my, my early memories. You know, both my parents were locked up in the labor camp. I actually, there's a humor part about that. If I was left alone on the street, I probably, my sister and I probably would be gone. That labor camp is like armed, you know, like, like a prison, basically. So we were two children in the prison, actually protected. Out of the labor camp, I always have like this, like nightmares, dreams. Like um, my parents were digging these ditches, the ditches were divided, like, 10 times, 100 times. So so that that probably caused all those things. So uh, even I'm making very colorful paintings, but when you hear the story behind it, that's pretty sad, pretty, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, yeah. But, but I, I'm enjoying doing those. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's, um, as artists, you know, that's probably uh, my inspiration. You know, we don't have to start from some point, some artists make, do from the personal family issues or somebody said I could remember said 
you know, like to the writer. If you're happy, you can't write. It, only when you're sad, you know, when you when you have some trauma, then you can you can write your things. It, it, even now, if I'm happy, I'm I'm, I'm gonna go to the beach, <laughs> go to a bar with friends. But only when I feel like I'm, you know, sad or or uh, moody or whatever, and then I go to my studio and I just do doodling and do whatever or write. And I think that we need that uh, inspiration. Actually, I attribute my career, like why I'm become an artist. Well, my mother was a pianist. My father was an engineer. He wants to uh, become a leadership in, in municipal government. And that's why he got trouble later on and lock him up into the uh, labor camp. But I had a great education in the labor camp, which actually uh, made who I am. Because if you know the, the, that time, the dark age of, I call it dark age of Chinese history, which is the Cultural Revolution. For 10 years, college was closed. They locked up all the uh, scholars, professors in the labor camp with my parents. So we were only two kids there. Mm. But I was like five, five year old. My sister, uh, she's now dean of the Pace University, like two years older, but we're still very young. So they still want to teach us, even when we don't have, there's no like a paper. For example, like writing calligraphy or painting, and there's no rice paper. They somehow find a brush, no ink. So we use water. Uh, they save the toilet paper. Mm. And the Chinese old like yellowish looking toilet paper just look like rice paper in the grass, you know, made of grass or made of cotton or something. So we, uh, we use water. They teach us how to write. Wow. And the ones dry, so we can reduce that toilet paper until they turn out into like nothing. So that's how I learned first uh, my art lessons. And more interesting is the music lessons. And there's no, of course, piano, everything. So even my mom, who's a pianist. So, but they have a great, uh, all the professors, they, they are trained, they're like established uh, musicians. So what they find is they find a piece, not even a desk, a top of the deck. That's all I remember. Then they drew the keyboards on it, mm. and with even half tones. So they teach, this is my, our first instruments. So we lay our fingers on it, they sing the sound. If we lay the wrong one, they will sing the wrong tone. Oh, wow. That's how we learn. But we benefit from that. The other kids outside the, the prison camp, they will not have this right. the privilege of learning music and art. Right. And so ironic, that's another irony. If you think about it, uh, it's a sad story, but also it's, it's humorous in there too. Kirk, thank you so much. Well, thanks for the invitation. This has been a really fantastic conversation. I love the way you walked me through your work and what's on your mind and how you've approached it. It's, it's been fantastic. This is Barbara St. Clair, and you've been listening to Arts In, also known as AI, the Creative Pinellas Podcast, sponsored in part by the Pinellas County Board of County Commissioners. Visit St. Petersburg Clearwater and the State of Florida Department of Cultural Affairs. Arts In is produced by Sheila Cowley. You can find more conversations with visual, literary, and performing artists and in-depth arts journalism at creativepinellas.org. Thank you for listening.